I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the vice president of North American Sales for Wind Power Lab, Joel Saxon. We're the host of the Uptime Podcast, and this is your newsflash. Edge Solutions, a Scottish company, is looking for additional funding for their Armor Edge leading edge erosion solution. And the company is, is seeking to raise two million pounds in new funding to expand its team, meet demand, and finance research and development. And Joel, they had noted earlier that it had closed a one million pound enterprise investment scheme funding round, uh, which was participated in by private investors. Uh, but now it's it's trying to expand itself. The company has hired Stuart McLean. A uh, former senior partner in mergers and acquisitions and corporate finance at law firm CMS, uh, who becomes the head of corporate development, and Richard Scullion, a former global marketing director for Pala Pharma, has been appointed as head of business development. So, Joel, we know that the Armor Edge product from Edge Solutions works really well. It sounds like they need a little bit of funding to to really kick off this product. Yeah, they're on that scale mode, right? They've got they've. They've been in, out in the world. They're installing it. It's on turbines. They've got the. It's proved, right? We know it works. They claim a fifty-year lifetime. Now it hasn't been around that long, so we don't know if the fifty-year lifetime is correct yet. However, uh, they're out there in the market. They've have acceptance by the market, and now they're ready to hit the ground running. They've they've done the walk, and now it's time to sprint. So it's get some cash in, grow the team, uh, grow the ability to uh, scale up by building product, um, and they're on it right now. They're ready to go. Why is it so hard for a physical product to raise money? This has got to be the number one or number two issue for every wind turbine operator on the planet. Well, I think part of the problem is is that you have to attack the asset owners, right? That's who you have to go after with a with a hard product. And when you're going with the asset owners, their budgets are a little bit smaller, right? So if it's not a solution that gives tangible feedback, now to me this is tangible. It's easy. It's going to reduce my O and M budget by X amount. The ROI is pretty easy to calculate. You know, I won't have to do a million dollar campaign in year one and then year five and then year 10. It's easy to see. But those are that's money down the road. If it's tangible money right now, well, it's maybe easier to introduce a software solution to see what we can't squeeze AEP out or something like that. Um, to And to get people to trial hardware on wind turbines is tough because you've got to shut that turbine down. You've got to get it installed. You're going to take some production loss there. Um, it's just a difficult thing to get hardware moving. Um, they they have said in this uh, press release here that they're working with a quote unquote major manufacturer to explore the potential to factory fit shields to new blades. That's the home run. If they can do that, and that's what they can, if they can scale up and get the amount of people to be able to support that in the background, that will be uh, what will catapult this company. So news from across the pond, Alan, Renantis and Ventian Energy to combine to form a leading renewables firm. Uh, the new company tends to become one of the largest renewable power producers in Europe with a combined installed capacity of 4.2 gigawatts with an 18 gigawatt pipeline. So what we're seeing here is more uh, consolidation in the market. Uh, companies that are grabbing this, you know, if you see another company that uh, aligns with your corporate goals and they've got some good people and some installed capacity, join them up um, and you have more horsepower in the background, right? That's the, uh, the idea here. They're looking at over 750 Renantis employees and 250 from Ventian Energy. They'll form one organization, which brings scale, opportunity, and diversified expertise to their to employees, stakeholders, and shareholders. This is out of the press release. So what uh, what do you think that can do for them? Right, joining these two up, what does it do? Yeah, I mean, it's, it it sounds like scale, right? That that in order to get OEMs to sign contracts and deliver product today, you have to have a, a product pipeline, right? You have, have to have a lot of projects scheduled, and they do. When they combine the two companies together, it starts to look a little more impressive when you start knocking on an OEM's door. 
hey, I've got X gigawatts on, in our pipeline. We're going to be good for the next five to 10 years. I need you to sign some contracts with me to get turbines and solar panels delivered on time so we can all make money. That is a big play. So you, you see companies doing this merger, but you also see companies breaking up right now, right? Like Duke Energy. Yeah, Duke Energy, but I mean, it's just, uh, Duke Energy is a different kind of play, right? They're selling things so that they can build capital base back up to reinvest in others, right? So they're like, ah, we'll get rid of this, we'll sell that, but then someone else is scooping those assets up and making bigger and bigger and bigger. It to me, it looks like the the playbook from RWE. You know, a month ago or two months ago, they signed that big agreement to say, hey, we're you know a gigawatt of pipeline. We'll we'll we will buy a gigawatt of turbines. Here's the agreement. Well, they have the ability to do that because they're big and powerful, right? And that's what you you start to see other people making that same move. Yeah, and RWE just committed to put like fifty billion dollars into renewables. So again, you gotta carry a big stick and you gotta show that you have it uh, to to get product delivered. Yeah, you're the big dog on the block. All right, Alan, we have regularly talked about who is going to win the offshore floating wind race, and what we mean by that for our listeners is. There's a lot of players out there. There's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of different platforms. There's tension leg platforms. There's floaters. There's uh, semi-submersibles. There's all kinds of ideas about how floating offshore wind can be, but nobody has risen to the top. There isn't a cream yet, per se, right, in, the, in either technolo- technologically or commercially. So there's a lot of, lot of space there left for growth. Uh, what we do see in the market this week is uh, Pelistar, who has developed a tension leg platform, and Fibermax. Fibermax is the company that's developing the actual tension legs. They've signed a collaboration agreement. So what this does for the offshore wind uh, floating industry is it solidifies one of the players, right? So uh, Pelistar is a Gloston company. Gloston, a big big marine engineering company, been around for a long time. Um, but they've been uh, working, Pelistar and Fibermax have been working back and forth for uh, on the R&D uh, behind their Pelistar concept. Uh for a while, and now they're getting to the point where it's they're they've got uh, you know Chris uh, Volpenhein is the Pelistar's commercialization lead. They're getting ready to go, right? They're uh, they're trying to put their stake in the ground, or or maybe we should say their buoy in the water as the leader out there in offshore floating wind. Uh, so good to see that there's some some um, when you see a tie up, when you see a collaboration agreement, that's that's validation. Oh, absolutely, and you know Fibermax is based in the Netherlands. And it's the key to that tension link platform system, right? You, those tendon cables are the magic that makes the, those floating platforms work. So the, the, the technology has been developed over several years. They needed to lock in one another, I think, because to get to the next stage, to look viable for a, a Vestas or a GE who's going to be making a 15 megawatt turbine, they need to have a partner there, right? And you, you've seen some of the Vestas and the Siemens Gamesas looking at different offshore floating platforms this one makes a lot of sense, especially if the technology's right. If Fibermax has what we think they have, then the Pelistar Fibermax combination is really powerful in that space. And and to note as well, this is a collaboration agreement, right? So this is not a merger. This is not an acquisition. This is simply saying, we trust you. You trust us. We are going to work together to make this happen. It's going to be magic if it works. 